You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. My hope is in the Lord, said aloud. This is what he said. My hope is in the Lord. Now, please don't misunderstand. Money and medicine will help, but they're limited and they're temporary. We need a hope or a faith that is anchored to an unlimited and eternal God. And guys, God's Word feeds that hope. It grows that faith. It hydrates us. Nowadays, there are so many factors that can cause you to fear and worry. And those feelings can lead to discouragement, doubt, and despair deep down in your soul. That Pastor Dion explains today indicates that you're spiritually dehydrated. You need the restorative power of the Holy Spirit. When you seek the Lord in His Word, you gain the right perspective of the world. You grow in hope and are filled with a deep peace. You're spiritually nurtured and sustained through Jesus, the living water. So drink deep of Him. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Psalms, chapter 42, as he begins his message, Why Study the Bible? We're going to continue our series called Foundations. We've been talking about the Word of God. Say it out loud. What? The Word of God, which is the Bible. And um, we've been finding out why it's so important for our lives as Christians, why the Bible is so important for our lives. So let's start with a prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for just helping us understand the truth from your word, that it is your word, that you're speaking to us constantly, helping us to become more and more like you. I pray, Father, that as we get into this study, we will be more educated But not only that, more inspired. Because Lord, after all, that is the connection that you have with us. Your word and your spirit. And so I pray, Father, that we would value it, we'd understand it, and we'd run with it and be the better for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, guys, in our study of the Bible, we concluded that the Bible is a divine communique to us, that was authored by God. Why do we make that conclusion? Well, first, because of the Bible's intimate knowledge of things that couldn't be known at the time of its writing. Like the earth is a sphere, that it's suspended in space, that it revolves around the sun. All of those things the Bible communicated before man ever had an inkling knowing that that's the way that it worked. So obviously, that's one of the reasons we've concluded that this is a divine communique from God. Here's the second reason we concluded that the Bible was a divine communique authored by God, is because of the Bible's prophetic accuracy. Events were predicted in the Bible and fulfilled with 100% accuracy. Everybody say 100%. That is unreal. I mean, no detail of these prophecies was left 
unfulfilled. So obviously it proves that this is a divine communique that's authored by God. Guys, but the third reason that the Bible is a communique from God is that the Bible is indestructible. It's indestructible quality. Kings and kingdoms have risen and have fallen. But the word of God has lasted through the eternities, right? It's eternal. In fact, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8, this is what it says. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. And then Jesus, who was God in a bod, I like to say, said this about God's word. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, read it out loud with me. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will, everybody, remain forever. So it's proved true that the Bible is even more than the Jews has been the target of annihilation. And yet, it is still the number one bestseller in the world. There is no explanation but that the Bible is a divine book that's authored by God. Now, along with the historical events, prophecies, proverbs, and principles, and prescriptions within the Bible, the Bible also communicates God's three most important messages. Everybody say, how many? Three. The first one is our human condition. Say it out loud. Our human condition. The Bible tells us. God speaks to us on this particular issue. See, because of Adam and Eve's rebellion in the garden, everyone is born with a sin nature, separated from God, and deserving of judgment. And so it was one of the most important messages that God communicates to us as people. It's an important message. But through the Bible, God also communicated the second thing, which is God's rescue operation. Say it out loud. God's rescue operation. How he would save fallen man from eternal doom. It, we can find it in just one verse alone. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have, everybody with me, everlasting life, right? And then the third major message in the Bible that God communicates through the Bible to us is how we should live as His people. So he communicated the fact that we're lost and in need of salvation. He communicated to us his rescue operation through his son, Jesus Christ. And then for those of us who embrace or believe in Christ, he also, guys, tells us the third reason, he, how we should live as his people. The Bible is a guidebook for believers. Look at your neighbor and say a guidebook. It's a guidebook for believers. And since we're not the brightest crayons in the box when it comes to spiritual things, since we're not the brightest crayons in the box when it comes to spiritual things, God sketched 
some pictures along with the instructions. So he gave us a communique, his word, but he also sketched some pictures to go along with the instructions. God painted some word pictures in the Bible to help us understand. For instance, God called his word, the Bible, a seed. He called it a mirror. He called it a scalpel. He called it a sword. He called it food. He called it light. We talked about those things in the, those word pictures that God used to describe His Word and its function. But here's another word picture God used to describe His Word. It's like, and everybody said out loud, it's like what? It's like water. God's Word is the hydration for our souls. I'm going to say it again. God's Word is the hydration for our souls. Just like our physical bodies can't live without water, neither can our spirits. Okay? On their website, Mayo Clinic lists several symptoms that result from physical dehydration. Headache, irritability, and confusion. So if you're having those symptoms, you don't need to go see a neurologist. You need to visit the water fountain, okay? But the doctors at Mayo Clinic do warn that if dehydration symptoms are left unattended, they can be fatal. Well, guys, spiritual dehydration is just as serious. So you had better keep watch for those symptoms. Don't know what they are? Well, I'm glad that David, when he wrote some things from the Bible, he wrote slow because not some of us are not too fast. So let's open a Psalm 42, starting with verse 1. And here's how he explains this whole issue of needing water because of spiritual dehydration. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you. O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come to appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim's feast. I like it. So David's kind of writing here, he characterized the symptoms of spiritual dehydration. This is the picture he painted. The symptoms of spiritual dehydration are doubt, discouragement, and depression. Let's say it out loud. Doubt, discouragement, and depression. In the verses of the psalm, David confessed that he had been listening way too much to this. Everybody, to what they say. Say it out loud. To what they say. You know what the news says, the scientists say, 
He was listening way too much to the economist, to the statistics, to the stock market index, to the CDC. And when you listen to those voices, you know, when you listen more often to those voices, fear and fatalism will grow. See, negatives are produced in the dark. And a negative mind never produces a positive heart. So the first thing David says is that he kind of identifies what spiritual dehydration looks like. It's doubt, discouragement, depression. So if you have those things, it's likely that you are spiritually dehydrated. And it's probably because you've been drinking from the wrong well. Or more often from wells that you shouldn't be drinking. And the more you listen to negative stuff, I, like I said, a negative mind will never produce a positive heart. See, David tells us that the anxiety kept him up at night, thinking about all the circumstances had him singing a different song. Been listening to those voices. He was dehydrated spiritually. But then, he tells us in those first four verses, but then something happened between verses 4 and 5. David realized something. Like this quote. These two hath God married, and no man shall part. Dust on the Bible, and drought in the heart. Watch what David says. Verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. All right, so David described his spiritual dehydration. He said, I, I, I was thirsting like a, a, a deer thirsts after the water brooks. Uh, I was discouraged. I was disappointed. I was distressed. I was all of those things. I was depressed. He, he said, and it changed my, my perspective. It changed the way I was seeing things. I was seeing everything so negative. But then between verses 4 and 5, something changed. It was almost like the sun broke through. Just broke through the clouds. Guys, that's what happens when you take big gulps from God's Word. All of a sudden, the lights go on. All of a sudden, you feel refreshed and revived. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says it like this, Faith comes by hearing God's Word. And Psalm 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. That sounds like refreshment, right? Woo! Yeah, that's a good place for an applause. Yeah. At least you guys know when. See, God's Word, when you get into it, when you're feeling dehydrated and you get into God's Word, it reveals the character of our God. It tells us that He is awesome and beautiful and compassionate and caring and comforting. 
It tells us that He delivers, He defends, He forgives, He frees, He helps, He provides, He sustains, that He is righteous, just, holy, true, merciful, generous, faithful, and powerful, that He's patient and perfect, that He is, you know, incredible, that He is invincible, that He is indestructible, that He is immeasurable, immovable, irresistible, that He is unchanging and unstoppable and unshakable, and that He will never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> when you take a big gulp of God's Word, wow! After a couple of big gulps from God's Word, David started shouting, I'm not hoping in a vaccine booster or ivermectin or any or another stimulus check. I am hoping my hope is in the Lord. Said aloud. This is what he said. My hope is in the Lord. Now, please don't misunderstand. Money and medicine will help, but they're limited and they're temporary. We need a hope or a faith that is anchored to an unlimited and eternal God. And guys, God's Word feeds that hope. It grows that faith. It hydrates us. So David described the hydration like this. As he got into God's Word and he took some big gulps, he described the hydration like this in verse 7. Here's what he says. Deep calls unto deep, at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in daytime and in the night. His song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. David said drinking in God's Word felt like drinking from a waterfall or a fire hydrant. It was more than enough to drown his doubts and his fears and his anxieties and his frustrations. David just laid back and soaked in the refreshment. He took in the refreshment, the renewal, the revival. At first, he's feeling dehydrated because he'd listened to all the wrong voices. The world will take it out of you. But then there was a change. Because he decided to take some big gulps from the right well, from the right fountain. Can you say amen? And all of a sudden, his perspective changed, and he was filled with faith, and he just, he just drank it in. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what I need. Or look at your neighbor and say, that's what I want. Guys, water is necessary for hydration, but water is also necessary for hygiene. Everybody say the word out loud. For what? For hygiene. So when it talks to, tells us the word of God is like water, it communicates that it's first and foremost for hydration. But the word, water of God's word is also for hygiene. See, it takes a hot shower to get the dirt and the stink off of our physical body. And it takes the water of God's word to get the grit and grime off of our spiritual lives. Listen, even though as Christians we work at living clean, we still get soiled with anger, anxiety, 
grumpiness, greed, impatience, impurity, lying, lust. And I'm not a bobblehead. I'm just saying, yeah. Look at your neighbor and just shake your head, right? Even though we try hard at living clean, we still get soiled. Either you leak that stuff or you step in it. Either way, you need this. Everybody said out loud, you what? You need a shower. Have you noticed that? You come home after work and a little edgy. You need more than a physical shower. We need a spiritual shower. God's Word will wash the stuff we intentionally or unintentionally step in. In fact, God said it like this in Ezekiel 36.25, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And Jesus, in His prayer for us, said this to the Father. In John 17, 17, He said, Father, make them holy by Your truth. Teach them Your Word, which is truth. And then the Apostle Paul phrased it like this in Ephesians 5, 26. Jesus will make us holy and clean Washed by the cleansing of God's Word. God's Word is water not only that will hydrate us, but is also water that will cleanse us. So just like we take a physical shower every day, we need to shower spiritually every day. We need to get under the spigot of God's Word daily. And guys, and then... Come and take a good bath on Sunday mornings here at church. Soak, man. Soak. Soaking in God's Word will do more than keep us from stinking. It will open the door to unhindered fellowship with a Father. So get under the spigot of God's Word and get clean. Because guys, it will... But, but, but listen... That water of God's Word will do more than keep us from stinking. It will open the door to fellowship with the Father. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22. He said, Let us go right into God Himself with true hearts, fully trusting Him to receive us because we have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and because our bodies have been washed with Pure water, or the water of God's Word. So do you see that? Come on in! Because the blood makes you clean, and God's Word cleanses you. Can you say amen? You've been listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. We're so glad that you're here today. Pastor Dion has been getting up close and personal with the foundations of the Christian faith. And what better place to start than in the beginning? That's right, all the way back in Genesis 1 verse 1, which says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
You might wonder why that would matter to the faith, but it really is one of the foundations. Think of it this way. The one who has the power to create galaxies out of nothing has the power to move in your life and circumstances. When you know that it was God who made it all, you can know that it's still God who's in control of it all. No matter how out of control the world might feel, you have this foundation to stand on. God created the world. He created you. And He has plans for you that have been in place since before the world began. Now that's a firm foundation. Thanks for joining us here today. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We're coming close to the end of our time here today, but if you don't want it to end, I have some great news for you. Are you ready? We've got more great messages stored up for you. Just head on over to tmcalvary.com to find them. At tmcalvary.com, you'll find a link to our YouTube archives with hundreds of messages from Pastor Dion. Okay, well, we've run out of time for today, but we'll be back again with more from Pastor Dion right here on The Simple Truth. See you then. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we